I want to welcome you to this longest night gathering. My name's Joy Howard, and I'm a member here at Mosaic. The longest night service has historically been held on the evening of the winter solstice, which is today. Tonight is the longest night of darkness in the year for those of us who live in the Northern Hemisphere. After tonight, the time of daylight increases just a little bit each day until the summer solstice in June. Tonight, the metaphorical meaning of the longest night offers us the opportunity to pause, to think, to sit in the darkness, to sit with our sorrow or our anger or our despair. Many of us might be ready to sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, but many of us are not. Whether this is your first Christmas without someone you love, or whether you're in a season of suffering and loss, or if the holidays are overwhelming and full of tension, we gather tonight to worship God together. And we shed tears if they come, and we lift our hands for help, and we join our voices, and we join our ancestors and cry, Lord, how long? Hear the words of the poem, The Blessing for the Longest Night by Jan Richardson from her book entitled, The Cure for Sorrow. All throughout these months, as the shadows have lengthened, this blessing has been gathering itself, making ready, preparing for this night. It has practiced. It has practiced walking in the dark, traveling with its eyes closed, feeling its way by memory, by touch, by pull of the moon, even as it wanes. So believe me when I tell you that this blessing will reach you, even if you have not had enough light to read it, it will find you, even though you can't see it coming. You will know the moment of its arriving by your release of your breath. That you've held so long a loosening of the clenching in your hands, of the clutch around your heart, a thinning of the darkness that had drawn itself around you. This blessing does not mean to take the night away, but it does know its hidden roads. It knows the resting spots along the path. It knows what it means to travel in the company of friends. So when this blessing comes, take its hand, get up, set out on the road you cannot see. This is the night when you can trust that any direction you go, you will be walking towards the dawn. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Darkness can overcome. Stay with us, Lord, for it is evening. Let your light scatter the darkness and illuminate your church. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it.
Let us pray. God of love and understanding, we gather here this evening to confront our pain in the midst of the world's celebration. Help us know that you are present with us in all of our moods and our feelings and all of our seasons. Grant us a taste of the hope, peace, joy, and love that you promise to all of your people through the gift of your son, Jesus. Amen. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So our first reading is from 1 Kings 19. Hear words from 1 Kings chapter 19. A great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper.
Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. And I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. In this act of remembrance, let us seek the light of Jesus Christ in our darkness. This first candle that we light represents our grief of someone that we have lost. We remember people who have died and we mourn their absence. We also grieve for people who will never see loved ones again because of war, because of oppression and violence, and we especially mourn children separated from their families at the borders of our country. We acknowledge our grief and we remember that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. Let us seek the light of Christ in our darkness. The second candle represents the pain of losses that we've endured. We mourn illnesses and we mourn bodies that are broken. We acknowledge the heavy weight of dreams unfulfilled, of opportunities lost, and of hopes dashed. We mourn the loss of connections to family or friends. We carry the sadness of widespread diasporas and the many who cannot go home again. We remember that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Let us seek the light of Christ in our darkness. This third candle, it represents our courage. It symbolizes the courage to acknowledge our sorrow, courage to comfort each other, to share our feelings, and to dare to hope in the middle of pain. We remember that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This last candle represents love. The love we've given the love we've received, the love that has gone unacknowledged and unfelt, and the love that has been shared in times of joy and sorrow. We remember that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. As we play some music, you're invited to come up and light a candle or two, which represents your grief, your burden, your sorrow, someone you have lost. Silently or out loud, name the situation and the person or the event that you pray the light of Christ enters into. You can come when you're ready.
With the lighting of these candles, we remember that God hears our cries. He knows our hearts, and in the middle of all of our thoughts and emotions, he offers us hope, and he offers us healing. Comforting God, wrap us in your presence in this time of remembrance. With these candles, help us find your light. Jesus, you are the light whose life guides us day by day, step by step, as we try to live life fully and wholly. Jesus, comfort us and encourage us. Holy Spirit, empower us, we pray. And all together, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Hear this prayer of blessing by Reverend Nadia Boltz Weber, one of my favorite pastors. It's a modernized version of Luke 6, the Beatitudes that Jesus gave his followers. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who doubt, those who aren't sure, those who can still be surprised, and those who just don't know. Blessed are those who have nothing to offer. Blessed are they for whom nothing seems to be working. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who have buried their loved ones. Blessed are they who have loved enough to know what loss feels like. Blessed are the mothers of babies no longer with us. Blessed are the parents of children far away, estranged or missing. Blessed are they who don't have the luxury of taking things for granted anymore. Blessed are they who can't fall apart because they have to keep it together for everyone else. Blessed are the motherless, the fatherless, the alone, the ones from whom so much is taken. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who no one bothers to take notice of, the kids who sit alone at middle school lunches, the housekeepers at the hospital, the sex workers and the garbage collectors, the prisoners, the folks in the halfway houses and the refugees and the immigrants. Blessed are those who still aren't over it yet. Blessed are the forgotten. Blessed are the closeted. Blessed are the unemployed, the unimpressive, the underrepresented. Blessed are the stay-at-home parents, the working parents, the overscheduled caregivers. Blessed are the teenagers who just want to hide. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the wrongly accused. Blessed are the ones who never catch a break. Blessed are the ones for whom life is just hard. For they are the people with whom Jesus chose to do life. Blessed are those without documentation. Blessed are those without lobbyists. Blessed are foster kids and trophy kids and special needs kids and every other kid who just wants to feel safe and loved but doesn't. 
Blessed are babies who get sick and cry and cannot be consoled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the burnt-out social workers and the overworked teachers and the pro bono case takers. And blessed are the kids who step in between the bullies and the weak. Blessed are the aunties and the uncles who serve food to those whose housing is precarious. Blessed are the grandpas and the grandmas who give hugs and who give granola bars. Blessed are the ones who have received such real grace that they are no longer in the position of ever deciding who the deserved poor are again. And indeed tonight, indeed tonight, blessed are we who are poor in spirit, we who mourn, we who are meek, and we who try to extend mercy to each other. Amen and amen. We believe God chose to come down to us in the human body of a man named Jesus. God acted in a brand new way with the birth of Jesus in order that we might see love and grace. Jesus was born into Mary and Joseph's family and lived among us. He suffered in his time on earth and he died at the hands of an oppressive government and corrupt religious leaders. But that was not the end of the story. Jesus rose again, an audacious miracle meant to lead us individually and in our communities into healing and eternal life. Jesus ascended into heaven after his resurrection, and he sent us the Holy Spirit, our source of strength, 
as we live life in a broken world. Every time we have communion together, we are proclaiming our hope and belief in the, in the death of Jesus and the resurrection. The early church leader Paul gave instructions about communion, and he wrote, On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. He broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, broken for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is my blood, my new covenant with you. Each time you drink this cup, remember me. And then Paul clarified and wrote, Every time you eat this bread and every time you drink this cup, you remember in your words and actions the death of Jesus. And we remember that he will come again. But before you take the bread and drink the wine, you should examine your heart, because this is a spiritual meal, a love feast. Let's get our hearts ready for communion tonight by saying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Here at Mosaic, everyone is welcome to take communion. You do not have to be a member here or a member anywhere. You may participate by ripping off a piece of bread, dip your bread into the cup. When you have accepted communion, you're welcome to step over to joy to receive an ancient symbol of blessing, anointing done with oil on your forehead or your hand. And if you prefer to not take communion, you are still welcome to come up for the anointing. At this time, please walk up when you are ready.
on this long night, we await celebration of the coming of Christ. We long for his light with us, in us. When our souls are deeply troubled, may we be buoyed by hope. When our hearts break with the weight of sorrow, may we still find love. In our times of feeling like God has forgotten us, help us remember Jesus, who suffered here on earth, and we see in him a vulnerable God who saves in weakness and pain. May we May our suffering empty us of pride and lead us to true joy in Christ who represents the death of God's grace. Amen. Fourth reading is from Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where shall my hope come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who knows, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. In preparing for tonight, I prayed for each one of you. And I wanted to share with you what I've been praying. I've been praying that God would be near you, would be a strength to you. And I've been praying for comfort. I've been praying for a friend who knows, a friend who sits with you, a friend who doesn't just try to cheer you up so that they feel better. I pray for endurance in your heart and your mind and in your soul. I pray for perseverance beyond what you think you can bear. I pray that you would be someone who doesn't give up, but continues to take up the space you need. And I pray that you'll know how to ask for what you need. And I pray for a community that meets you where you're at. I've been praying for comfort for you for me. I've been praying for warmth. I've been praying for candles and warm lamplight. And the weary world really does rejoice because we're longing for a bit of rejoicing. And I've been praying that your voice cracks with tears when you sing of how there is hope. And I see that you're trying to sing in your sorrow. I see it. And I think it's one of the bravest things I've ever seen. I've been praying that you fall asleep humming good songs of hope and you wake up wanting to sing again. 
one more day. I pray for courage. No one ever told us how much courage it takes to have a broken heart, did they? No. No one told us how brave we would have to be just to carry on, and yet, here we are. I pray for courage to rise up in you so that you can get out of bed for another day and do what you need to get done. I pray for an appetite to eat. I pray that we all have a safe place to sleep and that we would sleep well. I pray that we each find the intimacy of the Holy Spirit. I pray that in your wilderness and in your darkness and in your loneliness, you find that the Spirit draws near you. I pray for the active and intimate presence of this mystery God to, close, to be close to you in ways that you cannot name and you cannot understand. And yet, there it is. I pray for dreams that will comfort the hours of the sleep you are given. And I pray for God to be near you in ways that you never expected. I pray that this gives birth to even more compassion in you, a love for those who suffer because you too have suffered. I pray for peace in you and through you and around you. I pray for glimmers of reconciliation, and I pray for laughter. The kind of laughter that makes you double over with giggles and wipe the tears from your eyes, I pray for that kind of laughter. Because I pray for friends who become family, and I pray that family would become friends. And now that you know that you're in the company of people who have unanswered prayers, I pray that you all somehow come to know that we can hold both hope and grief together, that this is possible. I know that there's something for you that you cannot pray for. There is no faith left in you. I pray for that unnamed thing. And I have a little bit of faith tonight. And you can have it. I don't know what your unnamed thing is, but I know you carry it, and God knows that you carry it. And I have always been so thankful that Jesus is described in the Old Testament book of Isaiah as a man of sorrows, a man acquainted with grief, Jesus is someone that I can let into my inner chamber of grief. He already knows sorrows. And he will cradle our broken hearts ever so gently. I pray for hope to rise, unbidden, unforced, and surprising, like a flower breaking through the cement in the sidewalk of West Philly. 
And I pray for you to tend that tendril of hope like a gardener, to protect it, to let it grow wild in places you least expected, into the places you thought were hidden. But as it turns out, God was already there, growing hope inside you. And I pray for opportunities to serve others in your life. I pray for Jesus to bring people into your life whom you can sow your love and your energy. I pray for eyes to see the brokenhearted around you and that you will become a place of rest for each other. I pray that you will find something or someone to love tonight. I pray for the prayers of children to be spoken over you. I pray for the love and joy and peace and hope of Advent to be yours. Maybe this isn't your season for celebration, but the good news is that Advent and even Christmas isn't just for the people who are happy. Advent, this time of waiting to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ that happened 2,000 years ago, is also for people who are afraid. Advent is for you. Advent is for you if you're questioning, you who feel you don't belong in church, you who are utterly heartbroken. You. As you are right now, we're written into God's big story from the beginning, and you have a place here. You belong in this time of Advent, and you belong at the Christmas table. And I dare to pray for delight and hope and joy for you. I pray that everything you are sowing in grief, you're going to reap in joy and hope. Out of grief, it's a different delight, this joy and this hope. We know that. But I pray for it nonetheless. I pray that you see redemption and that you know the scars you bear from your wounds are beautiful to those with eyes to see beauty. I pray that the light breaks through the darkness to warm you and to guide you. Because after tonight, this longest night, we have turned towards the sun the days will grow longer. We won't be able to notice the extra daylight the moment it changes over, but we do know that we're now spinning, spinning more towards light. One second at a time, one minute at a time, one day at a time, and one morning we'll wake up to a really long day of light. This is what I've been praying for you, each one of you, for tonight. Amen and amen.
Let us conclude with this blessing. God, be your comfort, your strength. God, be your hope and your support. God, be your light and your way. And may the blessing of God, who is making all things new, remain with you now and forever. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen. Amen. You're welcome to sit during the closing music and leave when you're ready. <laughs>